This is your Classical Break, your daily dose of classical music. I'm Tyler Alderson, and today we're continuing with Borodin's first string quartet. We'll be listening to the second and third movements today. Now, Borodin was part of a group known as the Mighty Handful, which sought to establish a distinctly Russian style of composition. It was headed by Mili Balakirev, an enormously talented pianist and largely self-taught composer who took it upon himself to bring forth this new Russian music by taking on students. Like Bordin, most of the other composers in The Mighty Handful were amateurs, in the sense that they all had other careers alongside music, mainly in the military and civil service. Balakirev was the only one with musical training, and even that was more on the performance side than in composition. In fact, he was opposed to the concept of formal academic training in composition, saying that it hindered personal expression and creativity. Furthermore, at the time, there was very little in the way of academic writing and instruction on composition available in the Russian language, and Balakirev was keen to avoid German, French, and other influences in favor of that uniquely Russian sound that he was after. So he taught the group according to his own principles and encouraged them to start composing from day one. The idea was to learn through the act itself, making mistakes, but also finding a personal voice rather than being bogged down by academic exercises that he thought were pointless. At their gatherings, Balakirev would sit at a piano, playing through their compositions and offering his critiques. The downside to this method was that Balakirev had a great deal of control over what was deemed good and bad music. He was very vocal when he didn't agree with what a student had done and didn't tolerate much deviation from his own vision of how music should sound. This led to a lot of pieces from the rest of the composers that sound suspiciously like Balakirev rather than more individual, personal expression. That and other interpersonal and musical issues would eventually lead to the handful falling apart as a cohesive group, although they did remain personally and professionally close throughout their lives. This piece is an example of Borodin breaking a bit from Balakirev's influence, writing in a form that Balakirev did not think appropriate for the new Russian sound. Borodin loved the German sounds of Beethoven, Mendelssohn, and Schumann, and even though some of his fellow Russians didn't approve, he obviously had a knack for writing string quartets. Still, there are definitely fingerprints of the mighty handful in this piece. The second movement, for example, opens with a gorgeous duet between the first violin and viola that's based on a Russian folk song, a nod to the group's nationalist objectives. Bourdin also takes a very fluid approach to tonality, another hallmark of their influence. The second movement is slow and somber, contrasting with the third, which is full of bounding energy. Both show Borodin's mastery of tone and color. The third in particular makes great use of the pizzicato or a plucking to give the movement a unique sound. Here's the Muse Open String Quartet with the second and third movements of Borodin's first string quartet.
Those two movements are so different. They showcase the great range that Borodin had as a composer. And we'll hear more of some of those contrasts tomorrow during the finale. Thanks to the Muse Open String Quartet for putting that up on museopen.org. And thank you for listening. If you have the chance, please rate and review this podcast wherever it is that you're getting it. I'm Tyler Alderson. And like I said, tomorrow for your classical break, we'll be finishing up with Borodin's first string quartet.